You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, November the 15th, 2023. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Day 40 of the Israel-Hamas war. Since last night, IDF forces have been operating in the Shifa Hospital compound in Gaza City, beneath which the army says Hamas set up a command center. Before entering the hospital, IDF forces encountered explosive devices and killed five terrorists who attacked them. According to Palestinian sources, there are some 1,000 patients and staff in the hospital. The IDF spokesperson said forces were conducting an ongoing, precise and targeted operation against Hamas in a specified area of the facility based on intelligence information and operational needs. The IDF also said that incubators, baby food and medical supplies provided by the IDF successfully reached the hospital and the Israeli army's medical team and Arabic-speaking soldiers are on the ground to ensure that these supplies reach those in need. The IDF said hospital administration was updated ahead of time of the entry into the compound. The Palestinian Authority condemned what it called the invasion by Israeli occupation forces of the Shifa Hospital. The foreign ministry in Ramallah claimed the operation is a blatant violation of international law and said Israel bears responsibility for the safety of patients and staff. Jordan also condemned the Israeli operation in Shifa. At this hour, there are red siren alerts in several areas in the south, in Ashkelon and Zikim, as well as in the Gaza periphery area. There were also rocket alerts earlier, a few minutes ago, in the north by Kiryat Shmona and Margaliot. The BBC today apologized after a presenter falsely claimed that Israel was targeting medical staff and Arabic speakers during its operation at Gaza's al-Shifa hospital. That was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. The UK broadcaster later said, what we should have said is that IDF forces included medical staff and Arabic speakers for this operation. A first truck to deliver fuel to the Gaza Strip since the outbreak of the war entered the enclave from Egypt today. The delivery was made possible after Israel agreed for 24,000 liters of diesel fuel to be allowed into Gaza for use by U.N. aid distribution trucks, but not for use at hospitals, a humanitarian source told Reuters. Witnesses said two other trucks were lined up on the Egyptian side of the Rafah crossing and waiting to drive into Gaza. Khan reported earlier that Israel's agreement followed American pressure. The IDF has released the names of two IDF officers killed in battles in the northern Gaza Strip. Reserve Captain Omri Yosef David, age 27, of Carmiel. Captain Yedidya Asher Lev, aged 26, of Tel Menashe. Four IDF soldiers were seriously wounded in battles yesterday. Their families have been notified. To date, the IDF has released the names of 368 fallen soldiers in the war against Hamas. The ABC network last night quoted an Israeli political source as reporting that progress has been achieved in a possible captive deal and a significant breakthrough may occur in the next 48 to 72 hours. 
This is it was reported last night that the Shin Bet chief Ronen Barr traveled to Egypt for talks against the backdrop of contacts on a possible hostage deal. U.S. President Joe Biden spoke last night with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The two discussed efforts to release the captives, including children and hostages who hold U.S. citizenship. Meanwhile, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant met this morning at the Defense Ministry headquarters in Tel Aviv with the U.S. Special Coordinator for the Middle East, Brett McGurk. The IDF forces last night carried out airstrikes on terror targets in southern Lebanon in response to earlier fire toward Israel. Israel's Arrow air defense system last night intercepted a surface-to-surface missile fired by Iran-backed Houthis in Yemen toward Eilat. The missile was intercepted over the Red Sea region and did not enter Israeli airspace. And as we heard a short while ago, siren alerts were recently sounded in northern Israel as well as the Ashkelon area. Israeli security forces operating in Judea and Samaria overnight arrested 28 wanted Palestinians. Meanwhile, in Ras al-Amud in East Jerusalem, Israeli security forces demolished the home of the terrorist who murdered seven Israelis in a shooting rampage in Jerusalem's Neve Yaakov neighborhood at the beginning of the year. In other news briefly, Khan reports a sharp rise in the gun license requests since the start of the war. A quarter million requests were submitted nearly the same cumulative number in the past 20 years. A con reporter says that of the quarter million requests, about 10,000 were rejected for failing to meet eligibility requirements. And in Washington, some some 290,000 people gathered in the National Mall yesterday for what organizers called the largest pro-Israel event in history. At the same time, some 900 people who flew on flights chartered by the Detroit Jewish Federation were stranded at Washington Dulles Airport where, when buses hired to transport them to the rally failed to show up. The Detroit Federation said the bus company had promised to take action against the drivers who staged what was called a malicious walk-off. The weather outlook, cooler with a chance of local rain, mostly light in the north and center. Tomorrow, warmer, chance of drizzle to light local rain in the north and along the coast. Friday, no significant change. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 19, Tel Aviv 24, Haifa 21, Beersheba 22, and in Eilat going up to 27 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page. 